0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Black Girl Creative. My name is Alicia Renice, and I'm so happy that you are here. Hello, you stay. Hello, friends. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for supporting and listening and just being kind. I celebrate you. I see you. I see all the awesome things that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing space and time with me. As always, this podcast is brought to you by the Black Girl Creative Collective. It's a free community where Black women come together. They support each other. They celebrate each other. They work through their things. You know, they promote themselves. It's just awesome. And we have an event coming up on the 20th. If you're free and you have the capacity for it, come out to our second meetup of the year. Recover your dreams. Reclaim your dream space or creativity. I have to look at the title. But either way, we're going to be dealing with recovering and reclaiming creativity, joy, and your dreams. The dreams you dreamt as a little kid. We're going to make those things a reality. We're going to do the work to really recover ourselves. Maybe you've lost a little umph. maybe you, I don't know, maybe you've been afraid to dream because you're afraid of having your dreams dashed. I get it, I've been there, I am there in a lot of ways, but let's work through this thing together, okay? So I'll leave the information in the description. Feel free to come out and bring a friend. Again, it's free and I will see you over in the collective. Yay, all right. So today is unofficially Freedom Friday. I don't know, it's a thing, let's test it out. <laughs> But it is Freedom Friday, and essentially, I want us to get free, right? I want Black women to be free. Like, I want y'all to just feel weightless and to feel juicy and beautiful and good enough and awesome. And so there are some things that we have to work through as Black women, but also as creatives to get to that freedom. And so for me, there are a lot of fears that I face as a creative Black woman um, that I'm sure other people face too because I've heard other people say that they resonate with this. Um, I went live a couple of weeks ago and I talked about my eight main fears as a creative. And so I'm going to talk about it here. If you want to check out the live, feel free to follow me on YouTube. I'm Alicia Renice, the artist. You can find me there. I would love to have you. I go live every week to make music and to also just talk, <laughs> to talk to friends and for more stuff like music videos and all that other stuff. Um, but yeah, check me out if you want to. Um, but let's get into today's episode. So, I'm gonna be sharing with you eight fears that I feel like a lot of blacker creatives share um, or have experienced at one point or at the other or will experience in the future. Okay, so the first one is rejection. So this is a huge one. Rejection, rejection from friends, rejection from a, a school that you apply to, rejection from a program, um, rejection from other artists who are in the same medium as you, people who just make you feel small and make you feel like you don't belong, people who just make you... Or maybe not even on purpose, but maybe you've just been in situations where you just feel like the odd one out. You feel like you're not good enough to, to sit with them, you know? Um, rejection is something I've experienced a lot in my life <laughs> with friends, with family, really just feeling like I'm not good enough or that something is wrong with me where people don't stay. And so if I don't check those feelings because of that trauma... I will equate someone rejecting my art to rejecting me. Like there's no difference, right? If you reject something I put out, if you don't like a podcast episode or a piece of art or a song, if it's not your cup of tea, because I've been looking for validation for so long, because I have lacked it for so long, if somebody rejects something that I do, it's really easy for me to fall into the trap of therefore rejecting myself. Example, if somebody says, hey, your song, ah, eh, it was okay. I didn't really like it. I could take that and be like, dang, Alicia, you're not good enough. You should have sang that better. Now I'm re-listening to that song and listening to all the things I should have done better and all the notes I got wrong and the words I got wrong, all that stuff, right? Like, if there's any room for improvement, right, then I feel like I'm not good enough. When in reality, that person just saying, hey, it's just not for me. You know, it's not for me. Or I've also experienced where people have said, your music is trash. like, And this is from an ex-friend. Your music is trash. And so that cut me pretty deep because this person knows, first of all, they were trying to be mean to me. So that's a whole other thing. But this person knows that like music is like one of my dreams. That's one of my secret. Like I want to be a musician full time. That's what I want to do, right? And so for her, it was easy for her to cut me in that because she knew I cared so deeply about that. And so that feeling is not fun. That feeling of being on the outside, that feeling of like not belonging or someone not getting you. Or feeling like your whole personhood is rejected is something that a lot of creatives try to avoid in their everyday lives and especially in their art, okay? The next one is embarrassment. Oh, embarrassment. So when I was younger, I was very, very, very shy. Um, I would hang around my mom's leg. I didn't want to talk to anybody. Don't look at me. Don't see me. Um, and this is a different fear that I'll get into in a, in a second, but i hated being put on the spot it was so embarrassing to me it was embarrassing to me to be put on the spot um i didn't want to mess up anything i felt like i had to be perfect because i didn't want people to make fun of me so i went to pg county school shout out to pg county in maryland um and the kids they're ruthless (laughs) they're mean they can be so so mean and i have been in situations where People have just outrightly embarrassed me, and I thought I was going to die like I thought I would just melt on the floor that day, and my life would just be over, right, and I would never recover, I would never heal, like you know people I would be replaying these 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 moments in my mind. I gave this example, it was so silly, but I had this boyfriend okay in sixth grade. you couldn't tell us anything. his name was Keenan, and um I really liked him and There was one day in school, we were in sixth grade. He was in a different class than me. But in the middle of math class, I will never forget it. I was sitting there. And so somebody had asked him in the hallway, you know, the teacher left the door open. And so, of course, you can hear everything going on in the hallway. And so this person asked him, don't you date Alicia? And he goes, I don't date Alicia. He said something else mean, like maybe like she's ugly or something like that. And so everybody in the class looked at me. Everybody in the class looked at me, either felt sorry for me or like laughingly looked at me like, girl, he just, he just said he wanted to break out with you, whatever. And it's like the first like using air quotes, serious boyfriend I ever had in, in elementary school anyway. And I was mortified. I felt like I was going to die. I was like, this is not a fun feeling, right? So being embarrassed, being in the, in the spotlight for all the wrong reasons is a reason why a lot of people don't start their creative projects because they don't want to fail and be embarrassed. They don't want to be an embarrassment to their family. They don't want to be an embarrassment to themselves or like maybe their spouse or their kids or whatever it is, right? For the fear of being embarrassed, a lot of creatives do not start things. Another fear that I have is failure. I kind of mentioned this before. Why? Why do do we feel failure, right? Because somebody has lied to us and told us that failure means that we are failures. Failure or, you know, failing at something means that you know, you're not good enough or that everything that they said about you was true. Um, you know, it's embarrassing. And so we look at all these people who are amazing, right? All these people we we look up to, we think are idols or whatever they are. Not idols, that's a bad word, but people we look up to. And so we don't realize how many times it took them to fail for them to get to where they are right now. When you think of exercising, right? And I use this example often because I heard it from somewhere and, it, and I've never been the same since. So When you exercise and people build muscle, right? Sometimes they lift weights and they push until failure, meaning they can't push up anymore, right? Like you've seen those people like struggling, like, ah, no, I can't do it. Right. And so we look at them like, oh, this person failed, but really they want to go until they fail because that's how they know they're making progress. That's how the muscles start building. That's how you start, like when you're exercising, they're like little micro tears that happen in your muscle. (laughs) Just a little anatomy lesson, you guys. And again, I don't know much, but I'm just going to share what I do know. When your, when your tears are happening in your muscles, your muscles come back and they grow more muscle on top of that because they're, it's trying to heal it. It's trying to heal itself. And so therefore, that's how you build your muscles. So you want to fail. You want to fail. You want to fail because then you know that you've done, you've exerted all the energy you have and now your body can rest on a rest day and recover and gain more muscle. And so you're not going to see that right away. So yeah, so while you're in the gym, when you can't push up anymore, it's going to look like oh, I'm embarrassed because... I'm weak, it's gonna look like you're weak. But come months and months later, when you come in the gym again, it's like, oh snap. I'm getting a little definition, you know? I'm getting a little, a little curve in my arm. You know what I'm saying? Because you put in the work and because you have shown up to fail. How that works for creatives, the more you fail, the more information you have. The, and also, the more you fail and the more that you're open to failure, the more that you accomplish. The more that you accomplish, like the, the, how, the how the phrase goes, um, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, right? So yes, maybe you do miss 50 shots, right? But then you make 50, right? And so you're making more shots than the person who hasn't even tried. And so also what is wonderful about failing is that you're gathering information. You are gathering information. Like all failure is, is information. It's saying when you're in the gym and you're doing five push push-ups and you can't do any more, okay, I, I, that means that I have room for improvement, Right? That means I need to do more work on my upper body. and so then when you come in next week and you can do ten, right? And it's like you keep doing more and more and more every time that you stop doing it, is that a fail? No. The failure is not trying at all. There are some people who won't step foot in a gym, and this is just for the sake of the example because I don't like the gym. but there are people who won't even step foot in the gym because they're like, I don't feel like you know, failing in front of all those people. I don't feel like being embarrassed. I don't feel like being judged. I don't feel like. You know, if I'm not going to be great at it, I'm not going to try it. We do that. If you're a perfectionist, I know you're out there. I know you're listening. We do that. We say, oh, if I'm not going to be good at it, I'm not going to try it anyway. You have to fail to get better. Everybody that's good at stuff sucked. Everybody. Everybody that's good at stuff now that we look at, the business people, the artists, the musicians, you know what I'm saying? Like these people, the CEOs, they sucked at the beginning. They had to fail to learn. And if they never failed, they would never reach the point that they're at today. Enough about failure. Let's move on to the next thing. Being seen. Ooh, that's a big one for me. I fear promoting myself. I fear people judging me. Hmm. Because it's almost like I put a bullseye on my back. Once you claim, hey, I'm an artist, people have expectations. And if you don't, and that's another fear, right? And I'll get to that in a second. But people have expectations for you. And if you don't live up to those expectations... Then it's like, oh, you're not really an artist. Oh, you're not really a musician. If I say I'm, if I say I'm a musician and I haven't sold million a million records, they you know, if people determine that to be success, right? Then yeah, I'm not going to be an artist in their eye. But I have to determine what it means to be an artist, what that looks like for myself. I can't allow other people's opinions of me to dictate how I'm going to live my life or how I define what being an artist looks like. Being seen is so hard because imposter syndrome sets in, right? It makes you feel like, what if they find out that I'm a fraud? What if they find out that I'm not good? What if they find out that, you know, I'm actually not as awesome as I am? When I get compliments from you guys, I'ma tell y'all it's an exercise, it's work, okay? To accept the compliments, number one, but to also also keep showing up because my fear is they're gonna find out that I'm not really, that I'm not really good. (laughs) They're gonna hear me stutter, they're gonna be like, she's not professional, Or they're gonna—I don't know—if I charge for a program, they're gonna say, "Who is she to charge for anything?" Right? Like these are thoughts that I have to fight all the time. Like, who does she think she is? Like that's what I fear. And so, when you're not being seen, you're safe. You're safe. No one's gonna judge you. I liken it to being in in an arena, right? When you're in the middle of the arena, everybody from the sidelines can say everything about you. They can see you. You're on display. You're on the big screens. You know they're judging your every move. Like the the Super Bowl just happened a couple of days ago, right? And so people are fanatics about sports. They're like, yes, like you would think that they play for them. How 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 impassioned they become when they talk about their sports and their people. You would think that they either have stock in in the um, in the team or that they play on the team, but they don't, right? And so you would hear a person all day critique players and say what they should have done, what they can't do, blah blah blah. But these people don't even play football. Like they watch it, they don't play it, or they just play it for fun. They're not in the NFL, the people who are criticizing these people. You know why? Because the people who are actually playing don't have time to be criticizing the people that they're playing against. They have to get good for themselves. They, And I'm sure that they criticize them in their mind or maybe like with small talk, but they really have to focus on their craft. People who have too much time on their hands, they're the ones that offer all the criticisms, criticisms and say that they're not, they're not good enough. I mentioned this before, right? going to open mic nights and how people are like, she can't sing or he can't rap or whatever it is. I commend that person who gets on that stage because they have overcome that fear of being seen and they don't care or they do care and they're doing it anyway. Being seen is half the battle and I get the fear, right? I get... I understand it because it's like once I'm seen, you can't go back. You can't go back into hiding. Once you declare that you are an artist, that you are an entrepreneur, that you are a businesswoman, that you are a coach, that you are, you know, an, a musician, that you are a writer, that you are, you know, I don't know, a community builder, people are gonna expect you to show up in a way that makes sense to them. But it's okay if you don't, because as long as you show up in that ring and do your best every day or consistently or whenever you can, that qualifies you to be that thing. As soon as you declare to yourself that you are that thing, you are that thing. All right, my next fear, success. I fear success. And a lot of people might be like, I don't get that, girl. How you fear success? Well, once you become successful, it's like, now what? <laughs> now what? It's either, now what? I can't. There are a lot of artists that have drunken themselves or drank themselves, silly. They drank themselves to death because they had a success. And then perfectionism starts to creep in. Oh, you can't write another book like that. Oh, you can't make another song like that. Mm, You can't do another project like that. Like this is your peak. This is the best you can do. And so once you do that great thing, some people's fear is that I will never be good ever again. That was the best that I could do. And so the fear of success stops people, people from completing projects or even creating all over again. And then for some people, they'd rather be in process than be successful because then people won't expect anything from them. So if they become successful, people will say, oh my gosh, this was great. And then what if you put out another project and people are like, oh, it wasn't as good as the last one. How many times have we said that about an artist? Like, uh, oh, I did not like this project as much as the last one. That's what a lot of creatives fear. They fear like, oh, if I do this great thing, then what if I can't measure up again? What if people say that it's not as good as the first one? Or like, you know, movies that we watch and we see the the next one, the episode two or whatever it is, like, and we're like, ah, oh, it wasn't as good as the original, you know, or the remake. And so a lot of artists, what does this look like? It looks like them procrastinating the finish. It looks like them self-sabotaging, throwing it away. Um, really putting themselves in a position to ruin themselves and their projects. Again, I talk about people who drank themselves to death, like literally self-sabotaging because they were afraid of success or they had success and they felt like they could never be successful ever again. The pressure was just too great. And we need to remedy this because we're successful now. We've talked about this in a previous episode. Check that out if you haven't listened to it. You are successful now. You are successful once you step into that ring. You are successful when you wake up in the morning, like you were born successful. You can't lose your success just because it wasn't what other people liked. You can't control that. All you can control is you finishing something, you doing it, you showing up in the ring, putting on the armor, and trying again. Your best effort, your best try is success in my book any day. The next fear I have is letting people down. Kind of goes with every other fear I talked about. I fear people being like, oh, I didn't like that. Or, oh, I thought you were gonna do this thing. You know, people-pleasing is a very hard habit to break. And it's one that I'm really trying to break now, but it will ruin and run your life. And so this is something I have to work on personally. I don't have any quick fixes for for people-pleasing, except really going back to the Bible. Like the Bible says, the fear of man is a snare. Like it literally is a trap. Like fearing man and their opinions is a trap. And it's crazy because they're equal to us, but we treat them like gods. Like I, like I struggle with idolizing people's opinions so much that I was paralyzed and living in fear. I couldn't make anything, I couldn't do anything, I couldn't share anything, I couldn't promote myself because I was like, well, what is such and such gonna think? What are they gonna say? You know what I mean? And that is a prison that I don't want anyone to live in. So letting people down, like I said, you can't control how people receive your art, but what you can do is create it. You can put it out there. And i promise you somebody will like it, your people will find you, okay? My second to last fear is being behind. And these are just my fears that I can think of today. I'm sure I can think of more later on. But one of my fears is being behind in life. Like I said, I'm a lo- late bloomer. I told y'all, I tell y'all all the time. It took me nine years to get my college degree. You know, I, I never had my own place like by myself. Um, I just dropped out of school again. You know, like everything in my life has been kind of late. And so using air quotes, late. Um, granted, I feel like everything in my life is happening as it's supposed to happen, when it's supposed to happen. But as far as like society's time clock, I am behind. And so my fear is I'm getting a late start. Like, what if I don't pop in my music until I'm 35? You know what I mean? Because the the music, the society will tell you that if you don't pop in your music career before you're 25, it's over for you. Taraji talked about this. Taraji P. Henson. Shout out to PG County. She went to PG County Schools. Um, she talked about how she went to, Hollywood and they with her baby and they were like no it's not gonna work for you because it's too late it's too late for you um and she said she took that and instead of like going back to DC she was like okay you know what I'm gonna figure it out I'm gonna do it and she did clearly (laughs) you know she's she's been in so many movies and so many shows like you know say what you want about the shows and movies she's successful she's out there she's a household name and she didn't stop because someone told her oh you're too far behind in life she didn't listen to that she created her own path and so for me the remedy for this fear is really being present being content with where i am right now because at 25 there are a lot of things that i was not ready for that i'm ready for now at 31 i think i'm maturing a lot more ways I feel like I lived a lot more life. I know what I really wanna do. I don't wanna be like Beyonce famous no more. I talked about this before. Like, I don't need that. But at 25, that's what I needed because I needed to be validated. Now I've done some work and I'm like, you know what? I don't need to be validated by y'all. I wanna make art that makes me feel good and that resonates and heals other people. My my idea of success has changed. And so time had to pass for me to get to that point. And so if I do pop at 35, that's okay because that's my time. And it doesn't make me any less valuable, any less beautiful, any less worthy than if I popped at 25. The last fear that I have right now is running out of time, basically death. <laughs> I'm afraid of dying before my dreams are actualized. I'm afraid of dying before my time. I'm afraid of leaving this earth with a heart full of dreams and not enough doing. And one of the only ways that I can really remedy this is really just do what's in my control. I don't know when I'm gonna pass. I have, I, you know, I might not wake up tomorrow. Who knows? Like that could possibly happen. Lord willing, it won't. You know, I hope I'm alive. But I have no control over when God says, okay, time up, time to go. Um, and, And the only thing that I can control is how I choose to show up. Making the most out of every single day. Doing the best that I can every single day. Being brave. Taking one small step every single day. That's the only way that I can live a full and juicy life. That's the only way. And truth be told, if God hits me up and be like, oh, it's time to go, I'm probably not going to want to stay here anyway. <laughs> you know, earth is hard. <laughs> life life is hard. Life is janky sometimes. And I know where I would be. I'm not afraid of being dead, right? I'm not afraid of being with my heavenly father. I think I'm just afraid of leaving behind unopened gifts that he's given me. Uh, I'm afraid of not fulfill- fulfilling my role here, my duty here because I've been living in A life of fear. And I think that fear helps me to overcome all the other fears. I wanna be who God wants me to be. I wanna be successful in God's eyes. I wanna be successful in my own eyes. Like, I wanna feel good every day. I wanna feel like, yes, I did that thing, whether it's taking care of my kids, loving my husband, making art, being with my friends, like being present with them, you know, helping my mom, whatever it is. Like, I wanna feel like I showed up authentically. I did the best that I could. I was honest. And again, I gave it my best try. So this fear of running out of time, this fear of death, right? Um, This fear of death makes me feel like, oh God, I want to do all these things on my to-do list, right? All these things on my bucket list, you know? And the truth is I have no control over that, but I can just aim not to hit a bucket list or like a hundred things I want to do in life, but really just to use the gift, which is a day that God gave me to be the best version of myself that I can be, to do what he told me to do. Again, in every area of my life, not just with creative stuff. Because what is the point of being successfully creative and I'm of no good to anybody at all? What is the point? What's the point? So, you know, for all my creative women out there who struggle with fear, I feel you. And same. Same. But I promise you, we're going to get through this together. We're not going to allow fear to stop us from living a life that God wants us to live a creative, juicy, fulfilling, freeing, beautiful life, and so we have to really do the work of working through our fears to become free. And so I'm hoping that me sharing my fears really kind of sets me free. Like it kind of be it kind of belittles that that uh, that devil in my ear that says, "You got all these fears and you're trying to empower other women." Yes, yes I do, and yes I am, and yes I will continue to do that because shame will keep your mouth shut. You don't want to be ashamed. Don't be ashamed of yourself for having human experiences. Okay, life is scary. Rejection is hard, it hurts. And at the end of the day, fear, all it's trying to do is protect you. It doesn't want you to experience anything unpleasant, right? But we have to be able to tell fear, hey, you know, I appreciate you, I love you. However, I'm still gonna do this thing. I'm still gonna be brave. That's all it really is. That's all fear is trying to do is protect you. So don't fight it. You don't have to fight fear. You don't have to like wrestle it to the ground and attack it and punch it in the face. No, appreciate it. Thank it. And still do the thing. (laughs) Say thank you, but no thank you. We're going to go for it. That's all it is, okay? So I hope this was helpful. I hope that you got something out of this. And until next episode, y'all keep being brave, keep being courageous because you, your art, all that stuff, it all matters. And somebody's waiting for you to be yourself. So until next episode, you guys, I love you. Keep creating. Talk to you guys soon. Bye.